0: radio. Glass to dawn. With
1: plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Whoa,
0: yeah!
1: And get ready for some magic.
0: What oh, an awesome piece!
2: Yeah. I got one! Oh, damn, I got it. I got it. I got him. Join
0: Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends.
2: Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Sucked. Can you guys hear me in the chat room? Anybody in the chat room? Can you hear me? Thanks, Matt. Oh, well, that was awesome. Uh, let's try this again. Um, let's give ourselves a proper, proper intro. Stand by. Technical difficulties as always with Blog Talk Radio. Stand by.
0: Give me the flat to dawn,
1: with plenty of tailing fish.
0: And the perfect fly rod, Whoa, yeah.
1: and get ready for some magic.
0: What oh, an awesome piece, yeah. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him, I got it! I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never
2: ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help.
0: Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource.
2: There you go. Now I feel like like we actually did something there. Welcome to the Monday Night Show, also known as the Redfish Chuck Show. I'm your host, Charles Levi. Um, I don't know if we're going to be joined by our co-hosts or not tonight. They're anxiously awaiting their introduction to the duck hunting location down around the Fellsmere area. So sitting around the duck camp, as they like to say, I like to call it the parking lot. (laughs) They make it sound a lot more prestigious than what it really is. They, They call it the duck camp, but what they're really doing is just sitting in line, hoping to get a number so they can go in and kill some ducks. So we'll see if we hear from them here shortly. Um tonight we're going to discuss a little bit about just your Christmas wish lists and things like that and then uh sight fishing clear water as we are starting to find now the hardest redfish in the world to catch here on the Space Coast. Um we are known for that for our redfish being a little bit better educated or more educated and spooky than most other places. So uh, a couple little tips and tricks when it comes to sight fishing, um, redfish that are in our neck of the woods, so to speak. So, um, cool. As always, our guest line is open. Feel free to call in at any time, 714-816-4727. 714-816-4727. If you have anything to add to tonight's conversation, uh feel free to call in. I'd like to hear from you. Um also, a little bit later on in the show, probably about the, the midway por portion, probably around eight thirty ish, we're going to uh announce how one lucky person will win a brand new Akuma RTX spinning reel. Uh there'll be a little bit of a challenge when it comes to this RTX spinning reel. How how are you going to win it? So, you know, Bear with me on this one. I had to try and come up with something cool, and I figured that there's no better way to do it than to promote something on Facebook, it seems. So that's your first clue. You'll be promoting something on Facebook. Most of you guys will probably be able to figure that out. But anyhow, so let's see what else is going on. Um, hmm. Well... I I noticed that a few more people have signed up for the adventure fishing world championship. That's still taking place while be it not from the same location that it was originally intended to be, uh, be run from, but it is going to still take place in, uh, down in flamingo, which should be pretty awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. I've never fished down that way. So, uh, I heard it's filling up. There's only two more spots allegedly available for this tournament. If, uh, if you have not signed up and you're thinking about it, you better jump on it because uh, you're not going to want to get left out in the cold on this one. If anybody who's listening to the show fish the first one, you know from experience that it, it's going to be a challenging event for sure. I know that uh, I think John and some of the guys from uh, Native went down to Flamingo this past weekend and did some scouting around and looking for places where they can put checkpoints So be prepared. Be prepared to get your butt kicked. Um, But uh, be prepared to get your butt kicked and and, uh, enjoy the ride, so to speak. So we'll see how how that all turns out. But let's see. I got a caller on the line. Let's see what we got here. 321. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. It's me. It's Wade. It's Wade. (laughs) <laughs> it's the it's the mayor. Hold on a second, Wade. I don't know. Intro music.
1: There you go. I figure your co hosts abandoned you, I would call in.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it brother you know what i'm I'm starting to think that they're not uh they're not very loyal to this program we're trying to put on here you know that that's like two mondays well, is, now. What well, is duck hunting season so. no no, 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 don't try and cover for them there Mr Wade <laughs> you know you hey, can duck hunt on Tuesday him. I got your back duck hunt on huh
1: i got- I got their back I'll, I'll always try and cover for
2: for'em yeah whatever. You could duck hunt on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, any other day of the week. Can't, can't not have reception on Monday night down this plan. I hope those guys yeah. kill it. I know they've been having a hard time down south um, finding good numbers of ducks. While there is no shortage of ducks in the Merritt Island Wildlife Refuge, I'm I'm not a duck expert, but Me I,
1: if, I don't know anything
2: about it. But if it quacks like a duck swims like a duck it's probably a duck and uh i took the boys out for a little ride around the uh, merritt island wildlife refuge excuse me um today and there were a lot of them and along with all of the ducks there were millions and millions of mosquitoes and tons of tourists mainly folks from yeah oh god man the place was packed full of people very expensive cameras looking at ducks so you know i do the same thing every year you know i get into this little fit of rage every now and again when one's standing in the middle of the road and they won't move because they're trying to get their picture so i just start laying yeah. on the horn you know if you lay on the horn and scare all the ducks away and all the birds away they'll move so you know yeah. it happens what it is with the mosquitoes when the air's cooling down like it is it's kind of chilly out tonight yeah but you know we've only had like uh two maybe three cold fronts so it hasn't really been like super cold heck it was 80 degrees right before it cooled down at night you know it was 80 degrees like two days ago so it's uh it's it's not it's not killing off all that larva larvae whatever i wouldn't even i wouldn't even know i haven't been on the water since uh
1: alan's cars tournament i haven't uh that's the last time i fished
2: it's so unusual
1: for me i'm out every weekend man my shoulder's been hurting so bad but i Found out I don't have to have a shoulder surgery. I just got a cortisone shot and therapy and stuff like that. So,
2: well, that's good news. Still feeling a little,
1: still feeling a little weak, but my pedal crash will be showing up this weekend. I think. Nice. So that'll cure that. Nice.
2: Are you uh, Are you still planning on fishing the Adventure Fishing World Championships with our boy Randy English? Oh yeah,
1: that's the plan. Fan-
2: fantastic.
1: Even if I have to, even if I have to. Heard it some more. I was plan on doing that, but I should be getting my my propel here this weekend. I think I think it's coming nice. this weekend. Nice. So I'm itching to get back on the water. I just uh, I've just been in pain, man. I, and I'm just I was shocked that he's saying I don't have to have surgery. I just got I don't have any major tear. I got a couple minor tears and some bone spurs. So we're going
2: to try and deal with it with therapy. Very cool, man. Just found well, that out Friday. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're not going to have to go underneath the knife, so that's good.
1: Not going under the knife for that. I'm going. I'm having a little surgery this Friday, but not for that. More, more old man stuff. Yeah. Gotta go get.
2: Gotta
1: go get, the, gotta go get the, the 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 camera view, you know.
2: Yeah. Well. Not uh, too blunt. Sounds like gotta a lot get of fun.
1: Got to get the camera in the nether regions.
2: <laughs> nether re- nether regions. Cool. Well. Um, that's awesome, man. So, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about fishing real quick. We will get into we'll talk a little bit about um, you know Christmas wish lists, whatever P- you know products that you may have seen come out in you know, the latter half of this year that you might would like to have uh, the jolly fellow drop off at your homestead. But let's talk real yeah, quick I, about uh, what's that?
1: I was just gonna uh, what's what's on your wish list. What do you got coming your way? There's always something to buy, man. There's always something to get so much stuff out there
2: let me tell you i've uh since opening up KBB outfitters I've really kind of uh i've been I've been a lot deeper into what's new and exciting than I normally am because this is obviously you know a business that I'm running so um there's a lot of stuff that i that I would love to have. I don't know that there's a lot of stuff that I absolutely need. Um, one item that I would love to have, uh, underneath the tree, which I know is not going to happen, <laughs> but would be one of those new power pole micros. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an expensive gift. That's it is. It is a very expensive gift and you know what, but, and I'll go, i go to bat for power, power pole. When I say that uh, it is a pretty pretty awesome piece of equipment for the right size boat or kayak. Um, Have you uh,
1: operated one or anything like that, or had one in your hands? Uh, I just I'm wondering how heavy they are and
2: all that. They weigh they they weigh less than seven pounds. And oh really? uh, Really? Yeah, yeah, they weigh less than seven pounds. I played with one out. Well, actually, I played with a couple of them out in Vegas, uh, and uh, they had one set up on a big tuna. Uh, above the booth at the power pole booth, and they had one set up on a. Um, oh man, brain fart! What's the new boat Jackson's coming out with? The big, the big rig. Big rig. They yeah. had one of them set up on that, and uh, I got that to play with it, it a little those. bit. Yeah, yeah, I got to play with the the power pole a little bit on that, and you know I've read uh, Sam Roots' um, review on it. I see that he's still using it; and he still likes it. You know, for what we do here on the Space Coast, it makes sense uh, to me, especially in a pro angler, to uh, be hands-free while fishing and then basically be hands-free to stop, you know, when we see fish coming.
1: How strong is that thing? The reason I'm asking is if you drive that thing in the ground, all of a sudden it hits a piece of coquina or something and it just picks your boat up out of the water. Has it got some kind of limit that won't allow it to do that?
2: Well, no I think that I think that the downforce on it is is uh, it's somewhere in like I think it's somewhere in a twenty pound range, something like that. So, that ain't enough to lift the boat. No, it's not enough to lift the boat. It's enough to when when you go to drive it in, if it goes to stop, you'll you'll know it stops. I mean, it ain't. I don't yeah. think it's going to lift the boat up, especially yeah. not like P A with my big butt in it. But uh,
1: not not you, twenty you know, pounds with my big butt in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things that um that I really like about the idea of having a power pole um, again is the ability to be able to stop pretty much right away without having to pick up a push pole stakeout pole or whatever if I'm standing up and I'm pulling along and I see a fish coming I can hit that button reach down grab my pole off my extension next to me and uh, you know fire a cast without having to fumble around to try and stop the boat so
1: you don't rattle around make a lot of noise have to fiddle with that thing and try and drive in the ground. It won't stick in one spot because it's too hard or it won't uh, go in another spot because it's too soft and you sit there and fiddle around for 30 seconds,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying so, to get your spot. Yeah, that's one, I mean, you know, that's obviously like, you know, Santa was listening and he was, you know, you know I'm going to bring Chuck whatever he wants. And that's, that's pretty much what, what that would be. My, in my household we don't we don't buy our, ourselves or each other fancy Christmas gifts like that, man in fact, this year uh it's rather tight in the Levi residence, but you know there's a couple other things that I've been moved into ball. a new I mean, house
1: but that's understandable you know
2: well yeah we're, I mean we're renting here and it's it's uh but you know with with having the boys and Jess, jess's uh uh hours have been cut back at work and stuff so it it's been a little tight but regardless of that. Um, one of the things that, uh, one of the other things I've been really, really drooling over, and it's because Randy English keeps talking about how much he loves them, are the, uh, Akuma Helios reels. So, Yeah, I, you know, I love
1: mine.
2: Yeah, see? And so, uh, yeah, I'd love to see one of those. That would be awesome. Um, I've got. And I
1: bought one because he bought one, that son of a gun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that demo yeah well that
1: we had one out there and we were all using it, i was like i could have me one of these
2: yeah so you know uh we'll see if that if that should happen i hear my wife in the kitchen so maybe she's listening um also my birthday is on wednesday so i'm kind of close to christmas so as it is so i definitely will uh see if i can't you know compound birthday and christmas gift together for myself for a helios but uh yeah, it's a cool reel, man, and, and it's, it's a great value. And uh, one of the things that I think I've changed my mind about a lot is, you know, regardless of the name brand, what's the service going to be like if, if I should need to send something back or if I have a customer that needs to send something back, you know? Uh, do I want to wait three or four or five weeks to get a, a reel back from, from the manufacturer and maybe it's fixed? Maybe it still sounds like a coffee grinder? Or do I want a 48-hour yeah. turnaround, you know? And Akuma offers a 48-hour turnaround. So, wow. yeah, That's worth it's incredible. Absolutely. My thing is
1: I don't want to have to service them. I want them to, to last and just to rinse them off real good, and that'd be it, you know? Yeah. And so I far, mean, that yeah. was held up pretty good. The CIs have held up pretty good. The 10 Battles didn't hold up so well, but
2: I'm yeah, take interested
1: to take them apart once in a while.
2: i would be interested to see how the... Uh, the new um, pen conflict uh, lasts. I saw Justin picked one up. Justin Richie picked yep. one. Uh, be interested to see how long how, how long that reel lasts uh, under extreme usage, and if anyone's going to put it under its testing, I think Justin's probably the guy for that. But uh, you know, it's that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't really have a a whole lot that I, I mean. Trust me when I tell you up right up there with the power pole, uh, a, a clutch fly rod in a and a nine weight would be like, that That would be it, man. I mean, if I can't get the power pole, I can get a clutch fly rod and a nine weight, that would be amazing. So, but, you know, other than that, yeah. man, my wish list is See, pretty Sammy's much.
1: See, asking where Mr. Wade was yesterday. I was on a date.
2: <laughs> Wade was on a hot date. Um I was on a
1: hot date. Alan sent me a message goes, what What? what was his name?
2: Uh, He's such a. He's he's such a nice nice friend. <laughs> yeah, and you looked up for him earlier on the show. Um, you know, Christmas time, man. Now that now that I'm a dad and all, I mean, I just want my kids to have a good Christmas. And, uh, it's it's fun watching what it was them. like for the little ones. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun to watch them tearing into the gifts. Man, I could care less. It's just like today, uh, Trey, my son, was asking me if um, what I wanted for my birthday. And I told him, I said, I said, honey, I don't want anything for my birthday. I just want yeah. to go fishing. Like, <laughs> if you, if I can go fishing to be away from you guys for a day, that would be awesome. You know. Other than that, yeah. I, I don't, you know, When's your scary. birthday? Wednesday. This one coming up Wednesday. Yeah, the
1: 18th. Well, happy birthday, man.
2: Well, thanks, brother. Yeah. You're the first. You're the first one. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. Well, cool. My well, listen, the how many, 21st, man. That's my dad's birthday. Christmas, no, baby. I think my dad's is the 22nd. I don't know. Anyhow, listen, I want to get to your, I want to get to your wish list, things that you would want uh, here in just a second. Let's hit a real quick commercial break, and when we get back, uh, we'll talk more with Wade and uh, figure out what it is that he might would want for Christmas that might would you know, pique y'all's interest and go in and check, check out something. You're listening to the Redfish Chuck Show here on Monday night. The Whoa. You're listening to the Redfish Chalk Show, Monday night edition of Kayak Fishing Radio.
0: Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded rugged coolers feature premium quality seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource.
2: All right, then. Quick little short break just to kind of segment the show up a little bit. We're going to do more of that in the new year. Um, But we're back and i got wade hollowell on the phone with me and uh we were talking yeah. hey yeah, we were talking uh christmas wish list man what's on your list of things that you'd like to have that you've seen in the industry this year
1: well you know fishing gear i'm pretty good caught up on that kind of stuff but there's always the accessories and things like that you like of course i'm getting my papel in that's a nice little present and you know, uh, Randy was putting on Facebook, he got that uh, that little uh, 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 Bowman, uh, that Elf Bone uh, native logo he had done. I was like, man, I love oh, yeah. those, man. I contacted him. I've already got one in the mail coming to me. It's already heading my way, so that's kind of an early Christmas present. I thought that thing looked sweet. That's a great idea. So I jumped on one of those and... You know, I wouldn't mind having one of these uh, nice little Orca coolers and stuff like that. You know, but that's uh, you know, that's one of those uh, you have to have them or do you want to have them kind of things. You know, right? And uh, you know, I'm seeing these nice, neat little cameras come out. The Wasp and the Innova. what is it? Innova. 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 Intova Intova. and the GoPros and things like that. I've always I'm always eyeballing things like that and and uh, Looking down the road to get those kind of things, you know. But I'm pretty. Yeah. Uh, I like the gear, the gear I'm fishing now. But I'm always looking at, at new rods and rods and reels, you know, just like everybody else. And you know, I'm real happy with my Black Dog custom rods and two CI fours I use and the and the Helios I use. Those are my that's my main rigs. And you know I've got that big rig I that uh, I caught that uh, big snapper on that. I got the that Shimano uh, Extra Heavy, that Terramar with that uh, that Finnor uh, reel. So I think I'm pretty good set up for just about anything out of a kayak, you know.
2: Right. There's always
1: the always the l- little things, the cameras and and some of the you know kind of the RAM mount kind of deals that you're always looking at that you want to accessorize and make your kayak a little more fun to to play around with, you know.
2: Yeah, well, you carry I mean, chest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not all that stuff, but I care, I do carry a lot of stuff, not my side over in the, uh, kayaks by bow shop. We do, but, uh, you know, I've got, I got, of course I got the Helios reels and all that kind of stuff. I mean, super excited about, uh, some stuff coming in here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so Yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. Thank you to everybody who showed up to our little open house kind of a thing that we did, uh, meet and greet, if you want to call it that, barbecue session that we did on uh, Sunday. It was a lot of fun. It's cool to see a lot of familiar faces and meet new members of the Space Coast Kai Kengler family. Um, so it was good. Good times. I'm glad you you, you and Alan and Peppy didn't show up because there was more food for us.
1: <laughs> I was I was actually planning on going, and I got a
2: phone call from somebody, and I was like, "That's what, all right." Uh, hey, trust me, I, uh, brother, I'm I mean, going
1: to Yeah, when out it comes to
2: that, you don't have to. You don't have to explain yourself. It's fine. Um, yeah, so. but, uh Greg Barry, he he showed up with a with a, uh, a gumbo. Yeah, he said he
1: was He's, coming with a gumbo and all his family and stuff.
2: You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He showed up with a gumbo. Indeed, it gumbo had shrimp and uh, oyster, no shrimp, mussels, and grouper meat. Yeah, Greg's a nice
1: guy, man. I've fished him a couple times. He's always a good guy, you
2: know? Yeah, super cool guy. And then uh, we learned a lot about their uh, Christmas tradition this year. They're one of the only people I've ever heard to do this. This is kind of interesting. Greg's got like a 14-foot Christmas tree. Wow. Yeah, in the middle of his house. And then he's got, each one of the kids got their own mini Christmas tree. Yeah. That they can decorate themselves however they wanted to decorate it, whatever. And well, I was so you like, he puts the
1: star on top of that, the, the star on top of that 14 foot tree, that's got to take some scaffolding or something, you
2: know." He posted a picture of uh, Tammy, his wife, climbing up a ladder trying to get up there to decorate it. It looked a little shady. I mean, I wasn't sure if he was uh, if there was a safety net below her or what was going on, but she didn't look like she was tethered off to nothing. So, <laughs> but uh, very cool.
1: It wasn't well, him that went up.
2: He sent his wife up, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, what was I going to say? So, uh, cool. So Christmas wish list. Anybody else in the chat room wants to get involved in this uh, in this conversation about Christmas wish lists and whatnot? Feel free to give us a shout. The uh, number, as always, is 714-816-4727. 714-816-4727. But now let's switch gears a little bit, and uh, let's talk a little bit about sight fishing, what has been dubbed as the hardest redfish on the planet to catch, which are the ones that we have here in our backyard, um, in clear water, making it even more difficult. Uh, do you have any uh, special techniques or anything like that you try to use, Weight, or do you pretty much stay with the standard stuff we do when the water's dirty, or... You know, do you paddle less? Do you drift more? I mean, do you have any, any special tips?
1: I uh, I pretty much do the same kind of thing. You just, uh, you can see them a little bit sooner, and they see you a little bit sooner. I try and use a nice uh, floral leader that they're not supposed to see, and, and I try not to uh, throw my lure right as close to them, you know, throw it a little bit further away from them because they tend to draw to it instead of putting it right on top of them. Because when it's a little and murky, you know, I'll throw it right in the middle of them and they'll hit it, you know, because they, they just have a reaction bite. But uh, but they don't, you know, they don't uh, just go on to the side as much as they, they feel that vibration stuff, at least that's how I feel about it, you know. So I kind of fish them the same way except for that all yeah. the time. It's nicer when you can see them in the water. It's nice when you can see everything clear in the water.
2: You know, to me just the visual
1: it's, it's funner
2: fishing that way yeah I like to see them
1: crap.
2: yeah I like to see them coming I like to be able to see them off in a distance kind of heading either your direction or away from you or whatever and having the opportunity to be able to kind of slide out around them and jump out in front of them and present a proper cast you know it's really exciting I really really like when uh, when they get real sluggish you know like first thing in the morning you find them kind of belly crawling along, looking for whether it's uh, snails or little horseshoe crabs or little fiddler crabs. I like finding yeah. them when they're 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 kind of just starting to feed and they're not real aggressive, but they're they're definitely not turning down to anything. And I like to throw that fly at them. Um, this yeah. is my favorite time of year to to hurl the buggy whip. So yeah, I like
1: seeing when uh, you see like a big a uh, uh, big school of big mullet and you see them big predator fish hiding in with the mullet they're just laying in there with them you see yeah. mullet 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 you're like oh that's not a mullet you know you see a nice big trout in there with them just following along with them you're like yeah. well damn and you throw in there and you, you and uh so if i see mullet i always throw the mullet because i always think there's something big in there with them somewhere you know the mullets stir up the ground and they and they're trying to find a free meal you know
2: yeah I mean a, a good a good point to that is uh if you think about it when the mullet are in there turning everything upside down you know you've got these uh you've got these redfish and big trout that are kind of lazy water's chilly so they're not real they're not real aggressive and they're kind of just swimming along for the sake of swimming along with them and the next thing you know, a mullet might spook a shrimp out of the grass and they pounce all over it so I'm with you and any anytime I find a big school of row mullet i always I always usually hurl a cast right down the center of the school because it just you know tends to work out that way. There's a couple of a couple of flats here in uh the northern end of the of the county in the Indian River that uh that those mullet tend to gather on pretty heavy and when they do it's pretty much a no brainer just go there and like I say, just throw whether it's a fly down the center or you know any kind of bait fish pattern shrimp pattern whatever. Uh, it works real well, man. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. And, you know, it, it tends for me anyway, it, it tends to be pretty productive. Yeah. Well, I like it
1: though, when the water's, when that water's cold, those fish fight harder too. And that's, uh, and that's, uh, what I like. I mean, even the smaller reds fight harder when that water's cold. I guess they, there's more oxygen in the water and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive. You think they're cold, they're not going to fight as hard. But man, they, they fight
2: a lot harder when the water's cold to me yeah. anyway. Oh, no, they do. And, and what's cool is you can back down on, on the size of your gear in the wintertime because if you want to go even even lighter, you know, the fish aren't going to suffocate out as fast as they will in the summertime because the oxygen levels are different. So, you know, I tend to uh, bring along the little 1,000 Cerros with four-pound monofilament with me every now and again. And wow. I, Yeah. And if I'm in, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> You want to have a you to have a good time? Forget about a barbie rod. Like I don't. And, and kudos to all you barbie rod aficionados. I don't get down on barbie rods. I ain't got time for that. So, but I have a I have a six and a half foot crappie rod, and, it, and it, it's nothing more than just a, a crappie rod, um, and a little a little one thousand size Shimano Seros that I've got four pound monofilament on. I don't I don't uh, I don't tie a liter. Uh, nothing it's just straight four pound to a jig head and you get yourself in and around some tail and fish and throw a uh like a slayer inc sst or stb or whatever uh yeah. anywhere near them and hook up and dude you want to talk about fun oh <laughs> and the best yeah, part I about it the... go ahead i was gonna say the best part about it is are you going to be able to set the hook
1: <laughs>
2: because you can't really pull that hard on a crappie rod. There's no backbone. I mean, it just bends forever. You know. Uh, you, can you can you palm the spool and kind of pull towards you more or less than kind of a normal hook setting motion? Yeah, it works. But every now and again, you'll you'll button one up and he'll spit it. You know. You just it's hard to bury the hook on that light on that light gear. But man, when they take off, it's like it's it's what I imagine a bonefish would feel like on a on a proper size rig. You know, they just haul button that little drag is just a screaming it's awesome
1: yeah i uh i think it was a year a year and a half ago i was out there off thousand islands and had a my spec rig out there because there i'd been seeing a lot of uh small sheephead and stuff and i was going to try and throw a little just a little tiny jig at him and i ended up putting a, a johnson spoon on there and was just throwing it around just goofing around and and uh and a uh, overslot red hit it right at the boat. I mean, he must have followed it all the way because I saw him right as he came, right as I was getting ready to pull it out of the water. He grabbed it and took off with it, and he took about a hundred yards of line out before I could get his head turned and start bringing him. He, he made a couple of nice long runs, but that six pound test on that little dink, flimsy rod—that was—he uh, had that thing bent over in half. Man, that was a fun, fun day catching that fish. Nice. It took me. It took me fifteen minutes to get him, he was just over slot too. It was a cold day and and it's exciting when you see them I mean the he he grabbed that spoon probably not two foot from the boat and then just took off with it.
2: Yeah, uh in the lagoon this time of year, since the grass tends to well, some of the grass tends to live throughout the cold months. Um I seem I seem to catch a lot more fish that are real, real close to the kayak. You know, like you're just about to lift that lure out of the water and, and get ready to throw it again. And so it just clobbers it right off the nose of the boat. And uh, you know, it, it, it is a lot of fun. It's exciting. It, it gives you kind of a rush, but you know, this time of year fish are, tra- are transitioning from their bait, typical bait fish they're feeding on the mullet and pins and pigs and croakers and whatnot uh, to more like little gobies and horseshoe crabs and, you know, small, small baby horseshoe crabs and all those kind of little crustaceans and whatnot. Um, so you, you tend to see more tail fish this time of year than, uh, than I think you would in the summertime and in the, even in the springtime. And now with the, uh, the shrimp moving the way that they're starting to move out of Oak Hill, I was talking to a couple of guys at the shop the other day and they told me there were thousands of little, small, like popcorn sized shrimp that were just all over the place. Everywhere, everywhere they went, there was shrimp everywhere. And, uh, it's they saw them, like,
1: and savage, huh?
2: I'm telling you, man, that. I'm, I'm glad I got those things back in again because, uh, you know, the Savage Gear shrimp, to me, the little one is what I'm going to throw on that, on that micro light. The, the little tiny, like, two-and-a-half-inch shrimp is, uh, is yeah, it's going to be sick, man. Um, as I feel like, like, like you said, you can throw those real small jigs on a light crappie rod. Um, I think I could throw that little shrimp a pretty good ways with this little combo. Um, I tried to fish with it the other day. Um, throwing it on ten pound braid and uh, a new rod I'm, I've been playing with and and I just can't I can't I couldn't get any distance on it but um, that little micro light that's going to be the answer and that little tiny shrimp's going to be awesome man especially for those belly crawlers you know just pull it in front of their face they're going to clobber it uh, Matt I think you're asking if I have any left yes I do um, so uh, yeah did you did you get them Ed bought a bunch from Chuck to ship over just so I could take a look to see um, yeah, I just want to see if you got them in i I, I hope you got them already I mean' send them in and them out the other day but anyhow matt yeah i've got uh have got quite a few in stock so um but anyhow it's uh it's a fun time of year man you know it's it's definitely challenging it can be challenging it could be it could be about the most frustrating thing you'll ever do in your whole life as far as fishing is concerned. Um, there's been mornings or afternoons where I've gotten out and the fish are just not having it. And the longer you can stay out on the flat, the better off your day is going to be. Um, you know, I kind of laugh at the guys that go out early and get off the water at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, because you're just, you're not doing yourself a, a, a good service that way. Um, you definitely have to go out and, uh, and, um, wait it out man you got to wait for those fish to get warmed up and get really get their feed bags on as one of my buddies likes to say so
1: uh i I always uh firmly believe that uh you know fish like to have breakfast lunch and dinner they don't i don't think they eat all day long they 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 get their breakfast and they have a little lunch later on and a little dinner you know three times a day is when they're best hitting you know that don't always (laughs) hold true but i like to think that way you know
2: no it
1: keeps me me out on the water
2: it's actually really true because I mean, if you think about it, usually these fish will uh, will you know start chewing uh, you know late at night. I, I like to say late at night, early in the morning, while while it's still dark out, they're still they may still be moving around, feeding on shrimp in deep water, you know. Um, and then they kind of like rest most of the morning as the sun's coming up. You, you, you'll find some fish. You'll be able to hook a few fish here and there at, from like sun up till ten o'clock or so. But from 10 o'clock till two can be really, really good. And then again, from two to say right at dark or even into the night can be really, really good. I mean, it just, it just depends. It depends on what they're, what they're feeding on, you know? Um, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're, it's strange, man. Strange critters out there. So, uh, well, that's that. I got a, a question been Talking about solar tables. Yeah, the solar. Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: I told Alan uh, about the solar tables one time, and Alan goes, "Fish can't read."
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and Andrew Mixon, Andrew Mixon just posted that up, and not for nothing. But if if anybody else posted that up, I, I would probably not even have paid much attention to it. Not no offense to anybody, but. I think there's um, something to it. I, 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 I think, think there's uh, something to it as well.
1: They, I think more of the, the, the front coming through and stuff like that, weather patterns have more to, to do with the solar table, but they definitely seem to bite better when the solar table is favorable. So.
2: I, like what, I like what Tammy said. When you take a break to eat a sandwich, the fish are going to eat too. And that's true. Um, what's crazy about that, I don't know how many of you guys offshore fish or have done much offshore fishing listening to the show. But it seems that no matter how many times you go offshore and you, you, you're trolling for dolphin, wahoo, kingfish, whatever, and you're having a real slow day, the second you bust out a, a cold piece of fried chicken, like a like a breast, right, because it's, it's a bigger piece of meat, so you're going to take your time to eat it, right, you figure it, it's slow, I got time, rod goes off. Every stinking time. <laughs> or... You crack open up a new drink, you take a sip, boom, fish goes off. It's just crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. But you know, uh the moon the moon phases, yeah. I believe that the uh, the full moon is obviously uh the best time to get out and fish the night bite because they can see the best. Um, the there's other night a, there's
1: he, definitely a big moon rising tonight, so whoever is wanting to go out to Jack's is uh might not have a bad night because the moon's thought, rising good
2: tonight, man. Yeah, I thought about doing that trip tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, me and Alex went out the other night looking for big trout and unfortunately we, there were none to be found, or I'm sure they were there, but the water clarity right now in the Banana River way, way near your old stomping ground, the, the Thousand Islands is Yeah, I've been thinking
1: great. about heading back out there again.
2: Dude, the water clarity is as Clear as i have seen it ever we were we, me and alex are out there and we we're in about five six foot of water and only with the moonlight you could still see the bottom
1: yeah that's a. Uh, I used to see giant schools of reds off the west end out there and uh, i mean just giant ones that's where i've caught my biggest reds is out there off the west end but you know, a year ago, it was great fishing out there. I've caught I've, been, I've caught so many trout over 20 inches out there. It's unbelievable. And, you know, lots of fly. the year before that, I was catching nothing but big reds out there. Big reds are rat reds. And this last year, it's just kind of dried up. So maybe it's time for them to start moving back in. All
2: right. So I went a little bit over time. But here's the deal. So we got to give away this Akuma RTX. All right. It's a great little spinner reel. Uh, the RTX is the step below the Helios um, in cost. Great little reel. Doesn't matter where you are, anywhere you're located. If you're listening to the show, whether it be through the podcast, or you're listening to the show uh, later on on iTunes, uh, or you're listening to it now, um, here's the deal. What I want you guys to do is to go over to the Kayaks by Bo. Uh, page and the KVB Outfitters page on Facebook. I want you to share both of those pages and I want you to uh, share them and tag this show. So you can do hashtag Redfish Chuck show, hashtag kayak fishing radio, whatever you want to do, but share, share those two pages, tag us. And for everyone that does that, I'm going to put your name in a hat. And then we're going to draw the name. We'll draw the name. How about we do this? How about we draw the name and give the reel away next Monday night? Because that'll give everybody kind of time to listen to the show throughout the week or whatever. And uh, next Monday night, you know you'll win. It's a nice little kind of early Christmas gift. So um, there you go. So it's simple. Go on Facebook. Go to the KBB Outfitters page, the Kayaks by Bo page, and uh, share both of those. And tag the show, whether it be Redfish Chuck Show or the, uh, just Kayak Fishing Radio. Either way is fine. And then uh, we'll get your name in the hat. There you go. Man. Boom. And free win the bomb, man. Actually, if you win the RTX, here's an, here's the deal. If you win the RTX, since we've been talking about the uh, the Savage Gear Shrimp, if you win the RTX, I'll throw I'll throw in. Um, I'll throw in a a Savage Gear Shrimp, one of each size that I got. So there you what go. What about a
1: bro handshake? Will you throw in a bro handshake?
2: I will most definitely throw in a bro handshake. <laughs> <laughs> what? So that's what we're going to You can't do. lose so, there. There you go. You can't lose. So what's what what what's Kayaks by Bo's Facebook page? It's Kayaks by Bow Inc. So there you go. Kayaks X by Boat, Inc is the Facebook page. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. I forgot to forgot to throw the uh the deal in. Sorry I'm late. No problems no problem, Justin. Did you hear how to win the uh the reel? So I'll repeat it again at the end of the show. But yes, back to sight fishing. So uh is Justin you know in? He's he in said the, he was uh, going on, I don't see him on the forum. Yeah. There that, he
1: is. I see him. Yeah. As
2: the X J, there he is. There you go. So uh you know, Tammy and I were talking couple of uh about a week ago or so maybe two weeks ago tammy and i were talking about her favorite way to get out and uh target you know predatory fish in any water situation she likes to fish the edges of grass lines and uh you know one of the things that uh one of the things (laughs) one of the things (laughs) that's right (laughs)
1: justin you missed it
2: gave away a, a hobie outback uh, one of the things that, uh, that she told me was, you know, fish use those, uh, you know, I know you said the edges of anything, but I'm using grass lines as, as an example, Tammy, just call the show Tammy. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, if you find yourself on, on, along the shoreline, the edge of the shoreline, or if you're out on the edge of a flat on the edge of a drop off, you're on the edge of grass line. You're, uh, around some, some down timber, you know, obviously most of the fish we like to target are ambush feeders. So a lot of them are, um, you know, redfish are kind of more or less a catfish with a, uh, spot on the tail. So, I mean, they, they work, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, um, in the Mosquito Lagoon, cause we don't really have a whole lot of, we don't really have a whole lot of changes. Uh, I'm just kind of using, uh, what, what. Um, said there in the chat room, changes in bottom contour, we don't have a lot of that there are a lot of, there are a few uh, flats within paddling range or peddling range of boat ramps where from years and years and years ago when the uh, when the um, settlements used to be up there, people used to have the fish camps up there, all up along the Mesquil- before NASA came in there's a lot of the old Uh, channels that would run up into the shoreline to those little fish uh, camps and whatnot that are still there. So those, those channels and the channel edges, man, those things are, are great places to fish. When you come upon, you know, a spot that's, uh, when you come upon a spot, that's uh, a transitional spot between say two foot of water and four foot of water. And then you've got this little narrow channel that runs up and uh, just on the other side of it, maybe, you know, 10 20 yards wide you have a you know another flat that starts there but just on the edge literally on the edge i've caught so many fish that just hang out like right on the edge of where that water drops down i don't know if yeah, they i've use had it less as,
1: luck on i've had less luck on big drop-offs than i had with just minor drop-offs like yeah. a six inch drop the six inch change you know there's certain spots Around the mangrove islands and stuff like that, and it'll drop off from a foot deep to eighteen inches deep, and it seems like I've always had good luck in places like that.
2: Yeah, well, you know? I mean, that's why the NMZ
1: is uh, good along the edge of those mangroves because there's certain spots where it's shallower further out from the mangroves, but there's like a natural channel right up against the mangroves, so there's a, a nice trenches six to eight inches deeper right up against the mangroves and it's uh, a lot of big fish hang out there you know
2: yeah yeah there's a there's a flat that's that's pretty close to pine island that i like to fish from time to time and uh there's a couple of uh residential canals that run back up into the shoreline uh around manatee cove and some of the other areas and i've caught a pile of redfish and big trout right on the edges of those uh those residential canals that run back up into the shoreline. Um, And tarpons too,
1: man, they hang up in there, the flat right against the edge of the canal there, right up against the mangroves in a lot of those places too.
2: Yeah, sure do. Little
1: juvie tarpons.
2: Yep. And what's cool, what's cool is exactly what Wade just said. There's times where you go and you you kind of come across a flat and all of a sudden it just, just barely kind of dips down, maybe a few inches deeper and it might rise right back up again. So you might be, in the middle of a small pocket on the bottom, or so, a little a little depression in the bottom, and uh, for whatever reason, those fish just tend to gravitate towards it. There's a spot, I'll tell you this. There's a spot near the south end of Mosquito Lagoon that's on the in dead smack in the middle of a flat, and it drops from typical depth of or average depth there is about a foot and a half to two foot, and if it's a foot and a half, the the hole is about close to three foot deep. And if it's two foot deep, you know, or so, it's about three and a half foot deep or so. So, I mean, it's not a huge drastic difference, but it's just enough to kind of, you know, be very noticeable. And, And what you'll find, especially in the wintertime, is you'll find giant wads. And people say they don't school up in the wintertime as much as they do in the spring and summer. You'll find wads of redfish and black drum hanging out together in the same spot and they'll just be all laid up next to each other, hardly even moving. And you can just sit there and just wear around them because they don't want to leave. So, uh, yeah, they don't want to leave. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, there you go. So that's, that's, that's one of those things. Oh, and, and here's another little tip for you too. So, you know, I know we got a lot of listeners from around the country and we, we tend to talk uh, a bit, a bit more about our redfish and stuff than than most other species because reds just tend to be one of our main target species. But this time of year, do not hesitate to throw soft plastic crabs. Uh, I've already had uh, multiple customers who have come in who have bought soft plastic crabs, Z-Man crabs from me, and have done really, really well on tailing fish, on fish that are laid up in potholes. It is without a, without a doubt the easiest soft plastic to fish. I mean, you want to get somebody who's never fished before to get out there and try and uh, hook a fish, uh, hook a redfish this time of year. Get yourself a You've soft got to get plastic
1: away from puffer fish.
2: Yeah, well, hook yourself. I was throwing those.
1: I was going throwing those gulp peeler crabs at that Alan Cars tournament, man. I was catching one puffer fish out of the other.
2: That's all I was catching all day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to me it's uh it's one of those things I love to throw those crabs because it's it's just it's dummy fishing. It's so easy, you know. And and it's easy to overwork 'em. You don't have to do that. All you have to do with these things literally is either rig 'em weedless or rig 'em on a jig head, throw them as far as you possibly can in the direction of fish that you know are there and hold hold the rod tip down towards the water and just crank. <laughs> That's it. Just crank, just real slow, turn the handle, nice and slow. Don't jig it. Don't uh, do not do anything to it other than just reel it. And, uh, yeah, soak those puppies in ProCure. They come they come ProCure scent on them already, but it doesn't hurt to put a little bit extra on there. But just slowly drag the thing, you know, just scurry yeah, I was along. Putting the a, I was putting a split shot
1: about two foot above them and just giving it a little – I was just working it real slow, putting a little tap you know, just tap just so they would come off the bottom and then just settle down and and I wasn't it's... really jigging it. I was kinda of dragging it like you say, but you know, you you lift I wasn't even pulling hard. I was just kinda of raising it up and then letting it sit down, you know.
2: Yeah, see trying yeah, to and make it flutter down. All I try to do is just drag that thing through the grass. And one of the problems is or one of the problems guys run into is sometimes they won't lay in the grass. Because of using a weedless hook, sometimes there's just not enough lead on the on the bottom of that keel that weedless hook to get it to sink. Um, I I want to say that its owner makes a makes the monster hooks, which are a, a soft plastic weedless hook, and they actually have a a heavier tungsten weight or heavier lead weight on that shank. It's heavier than the thirty second ounce or sixteenth of an ounce. Um, uh, I think they have them in, like, an eighth ounce and, or even a little bit heavier than that. But uh, Weedless... I
1: use a 332nd toner on those uh, DOA airheads I use, so Yeah, I imagine they do pick a bigger one.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I, I like I like the heavier weight to get it down. Weedless versus jig head grudge match. <laughs> um, P versus I, T. Yeah. I I, personally, man, I prefer a jig head over weedless. And, and the reason why is just because I like everything to kind of be, I like my, I like my hook point to be completely out of the bait. I I like, I don't, I don't want to have to hope that that fish grabs it just right to where he bends down that plastic enough to get a good proper hook set. I mean, and to me, I'm just saying to me, uh, if it's got, If it's got uh, weeds on it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a crab. Like, at the end of the day, it's a redfish who eats crabs every day. That's what he does. Um, They're used to seeing stuff come out of the grass with grass on them. They dig stuff out of the mud to get to it. So if it's moving and it smells like something they should eat, they're going to try and eat it. Um, We've got those little uh, spider crabs or decorator crabs in the river that that tend to put, like, seagrass on their backs of their shells and stuff to try and camouflage themselves. So go with it, you know, and plus too, when you're, when you're, as it gets later in the afternoon, you can throw like SSTs or shad tails or whatever you want to throw that jig head, man, I've lost a lot less fish on the jig head than I ever have on a weedless hook, just from hooks popping out, you know Um, when he eats that thing on a jig head, I'm ripping his face off and he ain't getting away, you know, and with the weedless hook, I just tend to, I tend to miss some fish, to be honest. So,
1: yeah, I um, thought those Bs were the best baits ever till those STBs come out, man, and just catch one fish right after the other off those darn things, man. Yeah, it's amazing how, uh, uh, you know, it's just a dang soft plastic bait. It's just a stupid soft plastic bait, but then things catch fish, man.
2: They do. I don't know. You know uh, I don't
1: know what Chris, Chris, Chris did, but those things catch some dang fish.
2: Well, you know, when when you throw a bait especially in in a dirty water situation, when you throw a bait that not only kicks like crazy in the tail, but also tends to wobble side to side a little bit, you're throwing off such a vibration off that bait that those fish can pick it up right right along their lateral line and hone in on it. They don't even have to see it. They just have to feel it know that it's in the area and they can track it down by using that lateral line and just inhale it. So, I mean, I think that's pretty much the reason why slayer baits for me are my go-to baits now is because, you know, after had given Peppy so much crap about trying them for the first time, after throwing that shad tail a couple of times, the SST, I felt that tail really vibrate real strong. you feel it all the way through the yeah, rod. And and
1: and to me, the SST, you would think that would catch more fish than any of them, but to me, I catch, I've catch i been catching more on that. I've been having better strike visit percentage on the STBs. And intuitively to me, it would be the SST with have that big, that big shad tail that wobbles so good. that would attract more fish, but I've had more with that twitch bait. I
2: don't know
1: why I was saying, I have no idea why it just seems like they catch fish more for me.
2: Yeah, they work well. They work well. Well, listen, we're going to hit one more commercial break. When we get back, we're going to uh, kind of wrap things up a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll let you guys get out of here somewhat early tonight. So, uh, again, you're listening to the Redfish Chuck Show here on Monday night on Kayak Fishing Radio Network.
0: Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Give me the flat to dawn
1: with plenty of tailing fish perfect fly rod, Whoa, yeah. and get ready for some magic.
0: What oh, awesome piece! Yeah. Oh, I got one! Oh, damn, I got him, I got him, I got him! Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish! And help make sure that the magic never ends.
2: Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help.
0: Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium-quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com.
2: Yeah, so... Uh... So going back to fishing clear water and stuff like that for, uh, redfish, trout, snook, if you can find them, tarpon, if you can find them, uh, I'll tell you what, for you fly throwers out there, um, I hope that that little community grows as, as, you know, you start to see more and more of it. Um, the fly fishing community, that is, uh, all these guys that are doing really sick videos out of, uh, the keys and doing videos out of, uh, you Louisiana, the West Coast. I mean, there's just a lot of buzz right now about the fly fishing community. But anyhow, um, I'm really excited about throwing real small